Yeah, this is Rafael Adiola from Indianapolis, Indiana, representing that West Side. I'm here listening to my boys, Dynasty Bros. Y'all need to check them out every day, all day, 24-7, 365. Yep. This is just me being curious. I don't Do know. Do you know 500 milligrams is like? Yes, but it it's is. supposed to be spaced out amongst like like 500 milligram of one thing is a whole fucking lot. So, like, if it, if it says 500 milligrams on the package, it's not talking about per piece. It's nah, talking it's talking about, the, about whole the whole package. Okay. Cool. I just found that out. You talking to a guy that knows none of them. Are we live? I was just double checking. We live? Yeah. Avo, we live. Say something. What's good? What's good? It's your boy, DJ Avo. This is Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 95. Let's go. I think I'm supposed to turn our game down. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it's it's now, and now nothing looks like it's peaking over here, so we're going to sound good. What it is, Brodies and Bays, this is the <laughs> Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 91. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I, with the Indianapolis Colts hat, is Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. You got Dynasty Bro Vic, man. What's up, bros? We in the up. Hey, who birthday today, Avo? Apparently, it's Kanye West's birthday and it's Prince's birthday. Let's go. That explains it. I was listening to the pregame. I was like, what's up with this Kanye run? <laughs> I was like, if you don't get off Kanye, bro. Give like, Kanye some love, man. Just a little bit. Just right. a little bit. Now that's you got to get a drummer, son. He you took the mean? Trump hat off. Yeah, bro. I and know. He, and he about to be single, man. Got to support the single black fathers out here, man. Yeah. And shout out to Prince. Ass out. R.I.P. to Prince, man. R.I.P. You know, to a legend. Love. We might get some of that on a little bit later. You know what I mean? Purple rain. I fuck with it. Uh, all right, so look, as you can see, I said episode 91. That means we are nine episodes away from episode hey, 100. Hey, hey if hey, you have any suggestions hey. on what we should do for episode 100, please let me know. We got to celebrate, man. That's 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 big, consistent. We, ain't st- <laughs> we just talked about a Taco Tuesday, big, so I know that sound. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> D. Whispering Taco Tuesday in the background, but yeah, that sounds like that's what we probably going to end up getting into. But yeah, man, we here with a episode that is the sleeper episode. You like how I did that? It was that corny. A little bit somewhere in between. It was cool. Somewhere in the middle. Ain't nobody else did it, bro. I'm trying to trying to deliver our message different than everybody else. You feel me? Yeah, man. We got these sleepers. Even the way you wrote it, it's cool. It's like a double on tundra. Yeah, that word. What does that word mean? That is when you double up your tantras. Like that's clearly. I went to school with this girl named Entendre. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with two of them. Shout out to the Tondras. Yeah, it was Tondra. Entendre. Nah, uh, yeah, we got a sleeper episode. What we're gonna do is I name two guys that oh honestly, man, if if we think they're sleepers, that's because they're probably like deep stashes and guys that are probably good trade targets at the end of the day. Because nobody should really be that high on them, especially in ADP and probably just opinion of the fantasy community anyway. So I told Vic, I hope I can I hope I can sway you on a couple of guys that I'm about to talk about if you're not already on them and vice versa. So that's what we're going to do. We are going to do the closing to say some good to the people. We always do that. That's my favorite when we get into it. And uh, we might do some flags on the plays, might get to talk some injuries. But you know what we always do first? We get into the what's the word in the hood TMZ with Dynasty Bro Vic. And speaking of Dynasty Bro Vic, if you can see the t-shirt, he got the official B-Team t-shirt on. Hey, so don't forget hey. to go get the gear. Where can they get the gear at, my guy? Man, 
Check us out at Viridian Global. Shout out to our friends and partners over there. Shout out to all the other pods. I got their yeah. gear up over there too. So we show love to everybody. So yeah, check out our gear. Check out the other pods Set gear. Again. Set check out again. the uh, Scott Fishbowl gear. Viridian Global. Viridian Global. Oh, wait, spell it. V E R I D I A N Global. Yeah, there you go. Global. And while you're there, you know, swing, get some dynasty happy hour while you grabbing yeah. our stuff. All of that, man. Just go get the other podcasts that we rock with, man. They got a whole big collection of people's collectives. Facts. So, yeah, go do that. Yeah, facts. And let's get into the hood TMZ with Dynasty Pro Vic. Let's do it, man. All right, man. Let's uh, jump into, hey, you know, we got to go off topic a little bit, man. So, uh, shout out to Bleach Report. I'm sure you guys saw the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. I didn't pay for it. Did you pay for the fight? Nah, bro. Once I got in the group chat and seen everybody oh, having God. difficulties with it, because I, I last minute I thought about ordering it too. Yeah, me in too. the moment, and me then too. even Molly said he ordered it and he was still getting timed out. So I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't, or I'm glad I didn't pay for it. But I was able to catch some of it on some Facebook lives. I was about to say, what do you mean by you didn't pay for it, bro? But you still watching? Yeah, man, I was on live. Hey, People bro, were streaming we are, it. bro, we are live right now. I'm just playing. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I was sleeping, man. I had a long weekend, so I didn't even really get to tune in how I wanted to. But I'm going to just read out the rules from that fight. No winner or judges. Knockouts allowed. Eight three-minute rounds, 12-ounce gloves, no headgear, and 190-pound weight limit for uh, Logan Paul. And, of course, I believe Floyd weighed in at 155. Um, there's some clips, man, where it looked like uh, Floyd knocked him out at one point, and he caught him and kept him up. Bro, he slept that, man. Just to keep, you know, just keep the fight going. But at the end of the day, man, I do want to give hats off to Logan Paul. I mean, just to step in the ring with arguably one of the greatest boxers ever. Like, that takes balls. That takes guts. Does it? It do, bro. Does it? You don't think so? Hell nah, bro. If they offer you that paycheck, you would go fight Floyd. It's Flo- First of all, it ain't like they said fight Tyson. It's Floyd. So, like, I know Floyd can knock you out, but, you know, he... he- he strategically boxes. So yeah, like, yeah, he's a defensive. And, and honestly, knock me out for a, for a few million dollars. That don't take balls. That just that take. It can be desperation to go fight Floyd. It can take ignorance to go fight Floyd. It can take clout to go fight Floyd. I ain't gonna just say it take heart, bro. That so man got paid. <laughs> he got paid. Now that's heart. Ti got shit to lose. He got money <laughs> on the line. He was gonna go hands up, no gloves, no nothing. Heart. It wasn't a bunch of security around him. He was going hands up with Floyd. That's hard, bro. <laughs> hey, but also, I don't know if y'all saw what Logan Paul speech at the end. I thought that yeah, was dope, though. It was. Basically I, just saying, like, hey, he you know, just gave a positive message saying you could accomplish anything. So he, he pretty much, you know, he living out his dreams, man. So I respect that part he moved of it. out to L.A. And here he is. His goal is to be one of the biggest entertainers, and he's living that out. So yeah, I, I thought I that message like, was dope. They from, like, Ohio or something? I don't know. I thought like, oh, these are Midwest boys? Okay. A little more respect on that. Yeah. Yeah. What about, uh? are we talking any more about the rest of the uh, fight? Yeah, we, gotta we, are, man. we got to talk about Ocho Cinco, Come man. On, man. Million dollars in eight minutes. He Come said on, he can't man. wait to celebrate at McDonald's the next day. <laughs> now, I know y'all saw him get caught with that hook. Got caught yeah. with that hook. That nigga stood up and went like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he was trying to block the sun. He went like this. <laughs> but he ended up winning the fight. Oh man, he ended up winning a fight. I didn't see the rest of it play out. Did he win the fight? I believe he ended up winning a fight. From what, right? from what I could see, he he landed like the like the best punch combinations. I ain't watched the fight neither, but yeah, that was, that was from what I heard. Trust me, I wasn't about to. My wife wouldn't let me play for that. I just saw the I saw the drop, and then the next thing you know, I'm saying he won. So 
Shout out to Ochocinco, man. He got in there with Byron Maxwell. That was dope. It's legit. All right, let's keep it pushing, man. Shout out to uh, Bleach Report Gridiron. <laughs> and we got a legend we're about to hit on, Tom Moore. Um, so basically, he's hitting his 41st NFL season. And he basically said he wants to coach until he's physically or mentally can't do it anymore or until he dies. So basically, based on that, man, there's a message even within that. Like, find you something that just keeps you going. Like, you know, I heard he's one of the first guys that shows up at the facility. Like, he's there at 4 a.m., you know, beating the head coach there at 6. So it just goes to show. I know Tom was with us at one point with the coach. Uh, I believe he was in Arizona at one point. Uh, yeah, that makes sense because he's uh, with Arians now, right, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And look, he also said, I'm 82 years old, and every night I go to bed, I can hardly wait to get back up and go back to work with those people. So, hey, man, find you a passion and man, just keep yourself going. So, shout out to Tom Moore, still rocking. Bro, wait until we 82 sitting here doing this shit. We Nasty. ain't going to like each other, bro. Nasty. You think we going to like each other by 82, bro? I don't know. Me neither, bro. This was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit gonna finally hit the fan at 70. We'll see. You know, old niggas speak their mind. I don't care where they at. Oh, man. Okay, my bad. White Castle, church, <laughs> grocery store. Yeah. All right, man. Let's keep it pushing, man. I saw this on the NFL uh, Instagram account. So, with one start for the Washington football team, Fitzmagic, man, he will have started for 28% of the NFL team. So, he's played for a lot of teams. And uh, I don't know if you guys also saw, he basically – Held up a like a first day of school type of board, but it's his, you know first day for year seventeen, and he's like I'm thirty eight years old and I'm seventy four inches tall, and my friends are Terry and Curtis, so it's just dope, man. He kind of put a spin on first day of school, so shout out to Fitz, man. He's still having fun with it. Shout out, he still got his beard. Still got his beard, man. You already know. Shout out to Fitz. All right, man. Now let's get into some NFL news. Aaron Rodgers. Skipping out on mandatory uh, camp, man, at this point. So, uh, yeah, man, do you think he's going to sit out for the entire thing? Do you think he's going to hold out for the entire season? Like, what are your thoughts? Is it just a training camp thing or is this going to be a seasonal thing? I don't know, but I know you buried the lead in Green Bay. I'll tell you that. Okay, what? You buried the lead when we're talking about Green Bay. What you mean by that? So, you led with talking about Aaron Rodgers. I feel like the lead conversation is the, the stuff I'm hearing about Jordan Love in practice. I feel yeah. like that, that should have been the lead conversation when we talk about Green Bay. I've been hearing bad things. So let's finish up the Aaron Rodgers saga, man. We got to talk about yeah, Jordan yeah, Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hit on that for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers at this point, he got his mind made up. Bro. I don't think he's coming back. Or, or, I got a random idea. If the Jordan Love situation is what it is, he might just be like, I'm going to just let that play out. Then they'll be begging me to come back. Bro, they're begging him to come back right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, everything's on his side, but it's like 90%. And I think he really is like, no, nah, no, nah, this shit's going to really go my way. Like, no, nah, no bullshit. So y'all might, might have to lose a few games. I don't know how much more begging they can do to change a stubborn attitude. I hey, think man. there's going, he's, I just, that's why I said, I think he's just done. Hey, well, if you was Aaron Rodgers, would you be done? It doesn't matter if you would be done, Jabroni. It does matter because I would be done because I just I'd be playing my cards right. Like nah, man. And we didn't get Julio. I'd be snapping. And man. we didn't get Julio. I'd be going off right now. Like y'all just fucking up all over the floor. <laughs> Vic, what do you think about the Aaron Rodgers situation right now, as of today? Uh, he's an OG. Um, he has one Super Bowl, right? One Super Bowl. 
I mean, you know, he wants out. So I think he's going to stand his ground. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's good. So he's not worried about no fines and he's going to stand his ground. So, yeah, man, uh, Green Bay got themselves in a sticky situation. And, you know, let's talk about what's playing out right now in camp. Uh, so, of course, uh, saw the sleeper channel going crazy over Jordan Love struggling with the two-minute offense and Bam. barely making it past the 50-yard line. So he was stuck, you know, midfield and – yeah, man. Part of me felt like Aaron Rodgers kind of got that off. I was writing <laughs> for a sleeper, man. Like, hey, just what y'all want to do? All right. Let's let this shit play out. Bro, you know uh, the like the people there in the camp, the people watching, the people that deliver the news, you know they on bullshit. Because not only did they deliver the Jordan Love couldn't successfully score in the two-minute offense, Somebody dropped the even Blake Bortles score. <laughs> now that's, that's so foul, childish. bro. That's on, foul, bro. Come on, man. He's in the comment. Yeah, I was trying to look. Shout out to Damon. He said, "Hey, Mister DJ, put back on the hat." LOL, you bros. <laughs> <laughs> we the bros, big Damon, man. That's one of our OGs. Man. Up, Shout out to him. Shout out to podcast. Black and White Sports. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, Jordan Love. I don't know. I never wish. Uh, failure on anybody so i hope he can turn it around man it's unfortunate that he's kind of just thrown into this shitty situation but hey shout out to aaron Rodgers. all right man let's keep it pushing with some more nfl talk so uh, of course julio got traded former atlanta falcon wide receiver landed with the tennessee titans um so shout out to shefty it's official falcons will get a 22 second round pick on a 23 fourth round pick for julio and a sixth round pick in 23 so it's official how do you feel about Julio playing alongside AJ Brown, man? Uh, what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Especially with Derrick Henry in the backfield, Ryan Tannehill's such an efficient passer. He's a great thrower of the ball, man. Uh, I, I I cannot wait to see what that offense does. I'm excited about that. Um, the real situation is what happens with Atlanta. Now, let's just talk all this out piece by piece because we need to for Dynasty. What what are you doing with all these pieces? Let's start with the most important. Let's start with Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill right now. Is he a buy? Because he's probably not that expensive, but now you have – is that the best wide receiver duo on football? I think it is, in my opinion. Man, I saw – I believe it was – I don't know if it was an NFL account, but they basically did a, like, top wide receiver duos in the league, and they had this Tennessee duo at number two behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I didn't really agree with the Bucks tandem being number one. Nah, I think it's A.J. Brown and Julio. Got to be. That's that's the duo, man. So, uh, yeah, man. And as far as with Tannehill, you already know. Already, you know, I've been rocking with Tannehill since last season. So I have been seeing him go on a block in a lot of these leagues. Man, if you need a QB, I'd go get him because um, he's not going to cost you yeah, these yeah. top tier quarterback prices. And he's been a top ten quarterback two years in a row. So who says that the, the improvement of getting Julio on your team? Gotta scoot up a little bit, right? And he still has the Russian chops to be able to do that. I ain't saying he's Kyler, but he moves though. Man, and he's uh efficient, especially with the play action. So they're gonna do a lot of that, especially with Derek Henry in the backfield. So I like it. Um, hey Tannehill, he's definitely happy about the situation. You know how happy he is? How happy is he, bro? So happy he restructured his contract. He I've even seen that. gave back some money. So I just uh, seen that. he's on cloud nine right now, man. And hey. <laughs> doing what he needs to do in terms of, you know, helping his franchise take a step forward. So they got to think about next year, too. So I'm not mad at it, man. Um, you know, only thing I am mad at is we got to see 
Julio and AJ Brown twice a year on my coats. Coats, even if you didn't want them on your team, you should have played keep away. All right, so I know we talked when it first happened. I was skeptical, but AJ Brown still my wide receiver one in Dynasty. That's my guy. I still think Julio is a wide receiver two this year, high end wide receiver two. And I think with the team that rushes the ball so much, they don't they won't require so much of him, especially with running routes. So maybe he'll stay a little bit healthier. I still think um, Derrick Henry can get all his touches. Can be still be the same efficient. And I think Julio helps AJ Brown. I think the upside of him being wide receiver one on the season goes down a little bit, but I still think he's a wide receiver one anyway. All right, let's go to Atlanta, bro, and talk about the downfall of Matt Ryan, bro. What does that mean for him? Are you selling wherever you can? Is is this like downhill for Matt Ryan going forward? Man, you I feel like if a QB goes down this season. You can, you know, trade Matt Ryan, get some value there, even if it's for a second-round pick. But I don't think anyone's actively buying Matt Ryan. Um, to me, it just goes to show that the Falcons are really high on Kyle Pitts. He's basically a wide receiver. So, you know, he can step into that Julio-type role. We'll just have to see if it actually, you know, transitions over smoothly from the college game to the NFL. But Kyle Pitts, you know, a – Top five tight end on the season. I'm, I'm hearing he's as advertised, so – Top five tight end on the season. I'm going to give him top seven, bro. Okay, I'm having a hard time not making them top five. Um, we do that. Um, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver one potential on the season. Yeah, definitely wide receiver one, only okay. because we've seen what he's done with, you know, for the games where Julio was absent. So he has his big games, bro. Even if it's just a 15 catch game, you know, without hitting the end zone and for 135 yards, like Calvin Ridley's a dog, especially with his route running. So yeah, man, Calvin Ridley stock is up. Um, I still like Hayden Hurst, believe it or Me not. Too. I know people are overlooking him because of Pitts, but, man, they're going to line Pitts up at wide receiver. They're going to line him up in the slot. He's going to be all over the place. Hayden Hurst is still going to be putting his hand on the ground like he's been doing. He's still going to get his looks in the red zone. He's still going to you know, get his passes to help move the ball down the field. So, hey, I, I, don't, I don't really see much changing from his rolling standpoint. Stock on Matt Ryan goes down. Stock on Mike Davis for the season goes down. I know a lot of people are excited about him, but I do think, the scoring opportunities take a hit without Julio now. So um, I don't think he'll have the same scoring opportunities. I don't think that offense looks as explosive. They'll still get a lot of uh, throwing opportunities because the defense sucks. So I'm not shy on Ridley. I'm not shy on Pitts. And like you said, I like Hurts. Russell Gage goes up just a tad bit, but nothing to go nuts about. Don't go try to go buy him and act like he's going to be plug and play week by week. All right, so we made it through the whole both the teams. We needed to do that, bro. Yeah, and real quick, I do want to hit on – you know, so much attention in the Reds are going to be on Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. And even with Mike Davis running the ball, Hayden Hurst is going to be a nice, sneaky play. So I still like Hayden Hurst in Dynasty in that situation. And he's still a younger tight end. He ain't, he's not old by any means. And they paid him, man. They're invested in him. He has, what, like three years left on his contract, I believe. So yeah, but even if he moves on to another team, he's still young enough to go get another contract. Yep. All right, man. That's all I got for what's the word. You guys uh, got anything else before we get into the flags? Ah, uh, do I have any news? I don't think I had no news. I don't think I got no news. Hey, Bo, right. do you got any news? Nah, bro, I don't think I got no news. Hey, you see how me and Avo did that, Vic? Hey, fire. All right, so hey. look, since me and Avo vibing, Avo, tell the good people where they can follow you at, bro. You can follow me at DJ Avo. Wait. Wait, oh that's God. not where you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo on the Twitch. Cause everybody go follow the Twitch, man. Dynasty Bro Avo on the Twitch. Dynasty Bros FF on the Twitch. Just go follow the Twitch because I'm on there spinning. So 
So go 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 follow your boy. Hey yo, Vic, where can we follow you at, bro? Hey, first I want to give my brother his flowers. Make sure you guys check out the pregame with DJ Avo from the Dynasty Bros Twitch. Every Tuesday around what time, Avo? Bro, I'm going live extremely at 6.15. I've been very consistent at 6.15. Man, like, energy's great. Like, transitions, all that, man. So, uh, yeah, man, make sure you guys tap into that. That's fire. straight. Yeah. Uh, But you guys can follow me at ChiefsOSFF, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you listen at Dynasty Bros. FF. And join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros. FF Podcast. What about you, Dap? Oh, I was waiting for it. I was like, damn, he ain't going to throw me the oop. Follow me at DynastyBros.com on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram handle at DynastyBrosFF. I go live for a mini pregame show just so we can show the setup. We can hear Avo spinning in the background. You can see the exclusive gear that we're going to be rocking and all that good shit just for the Instagram, man, because it's all about making yourself look good on the ground. So uh, that's what we do every week. So shout, shout out, follow us. Go get your merch, meridianglobal.com. Look up Dynasty Pros FF under the collection selection. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Is. Let's get to these flags. I have one flag. Before I get into that, dude, anybody else have a flag? Nah, get your flag, bro. All right. I saw this on uh, NBC News. So NFL to halt race norming, which assumed black players <laughs> had lower cognitive function. So the practice of that made it harder for black retirees and NFL to show a deficit and qualify for an award in a $1 billion settlement of brain injury claims. So basically they were saying black people cognitive and their brain and, you know, intelligence was already low. So there's no way they could have been impacted by the game of football in terms of brain injury claims. Flag on the plates in the NFL. I don't even know how they even got Come that into now. the, you know, Come lecture on, and the, Policies of it it comes from way far back. Yeah, bro, you'd be surprised. Yeah, shit, crazy. Yeah, man. So uh, this is you know it's going down in court basically around this. So uh, hopefully everything works out from a settlement standpoint, and hopefully uh, former players, especially former black players, get you know what they're owed in terms of they had any brain injuries that they need assistance with. So that's my flag to the NFL, man. I like it. Um, I don't think I don't think I, I don't think I got a real flag on the play. I should have said something in the news section though. Go ahead, bro. Put it, it out there. Is the uh Bow Wow Soldier Boy versus this weekend? I don't know. I've been hearing about it, so it's official. I think it is. So the the main question is who you got your money on, Vic? Bow Wow or Soldier Boy? Yeah, nigga, in it's, the verse. It's Bow Wow, bro. Hey Vo, being a DJ. Come on, man, big soldier. Big Soldier, Big Draco. Come on, man. Big Draco still making hits. I think it's Bow Wow. You can't tell me Bow Wow's last hit. Nah, I can't. Actually, I might have spun it earlier. <laughs> I think Bow Wow going to get it. Nah, Bow Wow do got some hits, though. They I'm both got hits. As long as we agree that they both got hits. Yeah, yeah. They both do got hits. It's going to be a fun battle. I'm sure my wife is going to be locked in. <laughs> I'm be watching it, too. I mean, daughter dancing around the house. I just feel like Bow has more variety. Draco is more on the club bangers, and you know what I mean. Hey, but them verses, that that verses, it it get live when you hear them. Though, that's why I think Bow really didn't want to go against Soldier at first because he got to play them songs with all for all the girls. Soldier gonna have them club boppers, bro. Then he gonna throw in his "Kiss Me Through the Phone." Yeah, bro. Playing records that he made when he was eight. 
Maybe. Bro, you gonna feel some type of way as a grown man singing yeah, yeah. songs that you made when you was eight. He Come on, with bounce with me. <laughs> he gonna be playing. He gonna be playing them tracks. Ti Snoop wrote. That's really why he, he sounds for me. Yeah, my name is. And they're gonna be up there. Hair nappy, but I'm happy. Ohio is where I'm from. Uh, hey, all I will say hey, is when, when he do freshes on me is that's what all I've been thinking about. That's my shit. I give him that. All right, um, Avo, do you have any flag on the place before we move on to man, the main segment? Just, just to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Get that man Aaron Rodgers back. Man. That's that's stupid. How you blow that, man? How you blow that? And every other team that seems to mess it up with a superstar just always flags them. That's just stupid. Well, can I flag the Colts? Because I know it's not like uh, it wasn't a necessity. But, dude, Julio is still a good receiver. Yeah. And we just went paid T. We let all those wide receivers in free agency go. Didn't target any of them. Resign T.Y., probably, you know, hometown. You know, we, we he's been with us forever. We loyal. But small window right now, taking a limb out on Carson Wentz and trying to make him, you know, the quarterback of our future because he's still young. 28, I think. Okay. Oh, 28 is young, bro. Big fucks. He got another 10 potentially. Ooh. Carson Wentz. How old is Carson? I thought you were talking about Julio. Right, let me look. Nah, Julio 32. Yeah, Julio our age. Uh, Carson's 28. Yes, bro. A 28-year-old quarterback. We should be doing any and everything to make sure that he has all the upside on this season. Because if he does, that makes us look better. So, um, I just think we dropped the ball on trying to go get a guy like Julio. It sucks because sometimes I feel like we don't make the big offseason acquisitions. And I feel like we should try. One time. It, it doesn't hurt. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll still go get a Zach Ertz. I'm not, I don't think Zach Ertz, I think he was banged up last year. I don't think he's done. And that would be real nice for Carson Wentz, too. We got to make the guy comfortable, man. Give him some more weapons, you know? So, But anyway, now we got to play him twice a season. I'm looking forward to it, bro. We might have to slide down to Nashville. <laughs> I like it, man. We got, you know, get to check out Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville. We get to check out Julio and AJ with the Titans. Maybe we get to check out Deshaun again with the Texans. But we got oh, Joey B down the street to fill that in in the meantime. So message, we're going to Cincy. So message, we're gonna be watching. We're gonna be we about to go see Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and we're gonna go up to Chicago and see Justin Fields. That's my guy. That's my guy. We're gonna go. Come on now. Outside's opening Come up. On, man. Outside responsible. We outside, bro. Gotta go. Outside responsible. All right. Y'all ready? Main segment. We're about yeah. to get into the yeah. sleepers. Let's go. Let's go. What's the thought behind the sleepers, man? Um, so a sleeper is a guy when you're going through your ADP, you're going through rounds, it's like, damn, we're getting to the point where none of these guys look like they can make an impact for my team. But then you come across a couple names where it's like, well, maybe if this goes right because this situation or the way this coach does or the way this team schemes out things, this guy can be effective and way more effective than what his ADP seems. And, you know, or you can listen to podcast after podcast and they're telling you the same obvious people, but nobody's naming these back end guys that are basically afterthoughts. Would you consider these some of these guys afterthoughts? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, these guys are afterthoughts. And what we want to do is bring them back to the light to let y'all know mm, there might be some valuable weeks you're going to be able to play these guys, man. And if you can get those guys on the back end or your bench, 
uh, it's good to have all studs in your starting lineup if you can. <laughs> but five weeks, 17, this 17 weeks that uh, we're about to get into it. Yeah. And it's the first time that we're ever doing that. Um, so, you know, you're going to need all the depth you can get. And why not try to go get some late value? Because that shit's important on your roster. Yeah. And sleepers for me is all about capitalizing on value and capitalizing on potential opportunities. So, you know, it, you know, are you willing to gamble? Are you willing to take a risk? But if the value's there, it's hard to ignore, especially in these startup drafts. So I got two guys. I got a receiver and a running back. Is that what you got? What's that with your guys? Sorry. That beat get hard right there. I got two running backs, man, and I'm excited about both of them because, you know, running backs are the position that go down the most. So getting those backups or getting those PPR guys or – you know, those shits are always valuable when you get into the heat of the season. When you get into the trenches, those kind of guys are important. So that's what we're going to do if you dig and if you ever done tell me before. Yes, sir. All right, bro. I want you to kick it off, man. Who's your first sleeper? Man, Rasta, dumb king of the jungle. Dreadlock swing down in back like Rapunzel. Sorry, that was a little Wayne version of this song. Watch my guy by time. Look, I'm pulling shit up on this phone. I know. I was I- like, I hear these bars. I look at this phone. Okay. Let's start rapping some little. <laughs> Hey, fuck you, hey, bro. Oh, <laughs> my guy's stalling. All right, no, 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 no. I got my guys. Uh, let's get to the first guy. We're going to talk about Mr. Gus Edwards. Running back. I'm not saying he's the backup. We're just going to say running back for the Baltimore Ravens. 26 years old. Feel like he's only been in the league for three years. It feels like he should be younger than that. But, hey, 26. You know, this is a team that is probably the most run-heavy team and probably the most run-efficient heavy team in the league, too. So, of course, you got Lamar, so that, that factors into how many times they rush in the season. So I'm not knocking them. But when you run that many times, you have to keep multiple guys on the field. You like to keep guys fresh. And they like that. They have a couple guys in the backfield that they really like to give the same opportunity. And you've seen times last year where, of course, J.K. was obviously the main guy. But you had weeks where Gus Edwards was getting his, too. You get J.K. on an efficient 13 rushes and Gus Edwards will be right there with an efficient 10, 11 touches. And, uh, so it's really about finding the times where Gus Edwards is going to score because it looked like J.K. at the back end of the season was scoring every single damn game. But I think you can find that balance where Gus Edwards is going to be a viable play, especially if anything ever happens to J.K. You, you have a guy that's already getting play. He's not just the backup waiting for opportunities, getting play every week. So I love a guy like Gus Edwards, man, and the team loves him. What made me really want to talk about him is because they had him signed through this, this season, but they just signed a two-year, $10 million extension that keeps him for two more years, keeps him through 2023. So I am excited about what the Ravens do as probably one of the most exciting uh, offenses, especially when it comes to the run game. And uh, I just want to say this. He had 144 attempts last season, 723 rushing yards, six touchdowns, bro. And basically, he was almost up to par. I know J.K. started a little late, but shit, Gus was basically slated as the backup the whole season. And they they basically touched out. He basically got out-touched by J.K. barely. So give me a guy that the Ravens seem to like, and I think they're going to want to do it by committee, even if J.K. is the main guy. I think Gus Edwards is going to have weeks where you're going to be able to play him, even without J.K. going down. I like the call, man, you know. Uh, with that Baltimore offense, they definitely keep Gus involved. You know, on a bad week, he at least gets eight touches, and they'll even give him a shot at the goal line. And on a good week, you'll see him, you know, be the Gus bus and get his 15 carries. So they don't call him the Gus bus for nothing. Um, so they're sending him for two years. 
Um, my only concern there is, though, of course, that rushing game runs through Lamar, and then we'll see what Dobbins look like going into year two. Of course, they got rid of Mark Ingram, even though he wasn't really a factor last year anyways. It always was, you know, the Lamar and Gus, and then the Dobbins started to, you know, take over towards the end. But as far as getting value, as far as a sleeper, he's a good uh, player to have rostering in dynasty teams. Um, just given he's going to be involved, and, well, Baltimore's like a top-five rushing Easy. Russian offense, so Easy. they want to run the ball, so they need these ball carriers, and they don't want to let Lamar get smacked up every play. So, yeah, you got to get get the ball to these running backs. And if it means anything, he's been in the league three years, 137 attempts, 133, 144, 700-plus rushing yards each year. That's big, bro. That means he's involved every single year. That was one year where Mark Ingram was – a top 10 running back, J.K. starting late and end up being a, a top 15 running back. Gus is still involved. He was a, a running back 28 in standard. That's that's a running back three, bro. What more can you ask for? A high-end running back three. Yeah. I'm hella comfortable plugging Gus in, you know, on bye weeks if my starters are out or if, he's, or if my starter's injured, I need next man up in the flex or RB2. I live with those Gus carries and outcomes. So. Okay, okay. All right, bro. I got a guy for you guys. So, of course, uh, I got a running back, too. And, look, everybody loves Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in Cleveland. Like, that's arguably – like, that's literally the best running back duo in the league, right, the best tandem. I got an argument for the number two tandem. All right. We're going to keep it home, man. Keep it here with the Colts, man. So, Marlon Mack, like, look, of course, everyone's in love. And the hype with Jonathan Taylor is, you know, off the rails, just giving – you know, we saw Jonathan Taylor emerge, especially towards the end of last year. Keep in mind, Marlon Mack was slated to start the season, which he did. He went down week one. This is a guy, you know, who's basically a thousand-yard rusher. So the previous year he was a thousand-yard rusher, and the year before that he played twelve games and had nine hundred yards. So he was on pace for another thousand yards. I believe the Colts will have two thousand-yard rushers this year if Marlon Mack can stay healthy. And he was brought back on a one-year deal. So even if he's not with my Colts going into next year. Hey, he's auditioning for a for you know for a starting job somewhere else. I mean, a lot of teams need a running back. So, you know, for him, this is a big deal with this season coming off the injury. And he still has to show that he can play, which he I'm sure he can. So hopefully he can stay healthy. But uh, I like Marlon Mack, man. This is a guy that, you know, in a startup league, you can get him late, man, like 11, 12th round. Um, especially if you punt running backs early. You know, if you're looking to get your third running back on your roster, I'd I target a Marlon Mack, man, just giving the coach want to run the ball. And we've seen Marlon Mack run behind his coach offensive line, which only which has only improved even more. So what are your thoughts down on Marlon Mack? Look, he's only 25 years old. So this is a guy that, like you said, signed for one more year, comes into his year 26 season, looking for a spot where, you know, whether he's going to be back up, where he's going to be involved. I do think he's going to be involved because the coach – they do involve multiple backs. So, you know, a guy they're comfortable with, a guy that already done did it and had a top he had a top 14 season last year when he was fairly healthy. So Marlon Mack, man, a guy that the Colts like, of course they're going to bring him back so they can have that depth. Even though we have a stud in Jonathan Taylor, I don't think you want to just pound and pound your young stud running back, especially going into, like I said, 17-game season. Got to make sure he can do it in a long haul. And this is a team that has – Super Bowl potential, man, as long as everything comes together right. So you don't want to kill your Jonathan Taylor just in the regular season, just trying to give him any and everything. So I do like some Marlon Mack. You probably – look, if you have Jonathan Taylor, what's wrong with flirting out a third-round pick to secure your Marlon Mack? Because at the end of the day, when you and you get to your third round, all you're doing is getting backups that you're waiting for 
uh, injury from anyway. What's the difference between I know trying to get a Chuba Hubbard for the chance of getting CMC back up is fine, but there's a world where Marlon Mack is going to actually be involved and Chuba won't see anything because CMC sees everything in that backfield. Yeah, and Marlon Mack can go be a starter somewhere else next year. And we added on the extra game, so these ball carriers are having death at that position is very, very important. You know, playing 17 games now. That's what I'm talking about. All right, bro. He's a homer. Vic's a homer over there. But it just makes sense, though. though. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. I got another 25-year-old running back, and this guy basically missed all of last season. But if you remember going into last season, he had a lot of hype, and he was a lot of the reasons why people were a little bit down on David Montgomery because David's rookie year, this guy took the fuck off. I'm going to say these numbers and remember this because we were for, and this is PPR purposes. I just want to remind you that, bro. Remember for about two, three seasons, we were in love with the Danny Woodheads. We were in love with James White, Austin Eckler, even at this point. PPR, right? Yeah. This guy had his rookie year, 71 targets. Sophomore year, 91 targets. Two years ago, not last year, two years ago, 104 targets. Crazy. Bro, Tariq Cohen. Uh, walking joystick. You got to remember how explosive he is, man. And um, I'm excited because he's coming back. He got hurt very early in the season, so he should come back fully healthy. They didn't add anybody of real relevance to that backfield besides Damian Williams, but Damian's been out a couple years because he set out last year due to COVID. So I don't think he came in to do anything but back up David. And what, what Tariq does has nothing to do with Damian. So this is what I will say. There's potential to – Dave Montgomery had like 55 receptions last year, and everybody was so concerned because he got half of that the year before, which was just his rookie year. So you got to cut him some slack. But Tariq Cohen is there for one reason and one reason only, to soak up these goddamn targets. And he's going to get these goddamn targets. So, look, after his rookie year, he had 53 of those receptions. But sophomore, junior year, he had 71 receptions, 79 receptions. And in PPR, bro – that's a that's a wide receiver. That's a wide receiver three, man. Basically, you got these guys, these big studs. He's never going to put up these the numbers that a wide receiver can put up on 75, 80 targets. But this guy's explosive. He's going to have chances to get scoring opportunities, especially in the end zone, especially when the team evolves into Justin Fields led. And I think the whole offense is just going to look better in general. And they do have a good defense still. So they're going to try to keep everything short and sweet. So I think there's a little come down with the David Montgomery production. And I do think Tariq Cohen goes right back into his position. And I don't even know what his what, what you can probably go by Tariq Cohen for a late second. Cause no, I, I I don't hear his name in the community at all right now. Nobody's talking about Tariq Cohen at all. So if you had a late second, bro, you sitting here looking at who falls into these late seconds, bro, like at the very back end. Third uh, round pick. Yeah. Into your Dayami Browns, yeah, Mari Rogers, yeah. stuff like that, man. You telling me you you wouldn't go shoot a third, a couple thirds, a two ten to get a Tariq Cohen? It's twenty five. That's that's peak age for running backs when you think about it, man. And he has a solidified spot on a row on a on a team that was good and can only be better going into next year and they're trying to make improvements. So I love him in PPR only. Two years ago, bro, running back one. He was he was a top twelve running back. He was number twelve, but that's still on PPR alone. He was the RB twelve, bro. I like the call, man. And he's basically a wide receiver. I mean, that's how the Chicago Bears has leveraged him in the past. 
Um, they haven't brought in anyone else, you know, wide receiver wise. So, of course, they got David Montgomery. He took a sophomore leap in the rushing game. And uh, what was uh, David Montgomery's year? Was, it, was he a sophomore last year? Yeah. Right, just making sure. Too. Just making sure. All right. But, uh, of course, you know, they got Allen Robinson and then you got Cole Komet. They didn't really bring in any, um, any other weapons. And I know that, you know, all the hype's around Darnell Mooney. But Tariq Cohen, he's already established himself with, you know, having a rolling out offense. So you don't just, you know, throw away a guy that saw 104 targets before he got hurt. And then the year before that, 91 targets. He was already flirting with 100 yards or 100 targets a season. So, yeah, man, I like the call. Um, that's a guy I wouldn't mind running in the flex. I wouldn't mind, you know, having him as my RB3 on my team. You know, plug him in for bye weeks. You just live with the outcome. You know, he'll have his blow-up games. He'll have his dud games. You just live with it. But at the end of the day, Chicago in the past have shown they want to keep him involved. So I like the call. Hell yeah. Go go get some Tariq Coin because he gets no buzz, no camp training buzz, no buzz on ESPN, no buzz in the fantasy community. Right now he's just at a dead spot, and I think he's going to have a role on offense that could be a real good offense once they go to my guy Justin. Yep. All right, man. It's, it's up to you, man. Sway me on one more guy. Thanks. All right, man. I went uh, for this sleeper. I went a little bit deep, but it's all good. Let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Wide receiver Brian Edwards. Hey, 6'3", 215, prototypical size, early breakout age out of South Carolina. Why am I talking this guy up? All right, look, I know we've been hyping up Henry Ruggs over these past couple weeks. But one thing I, I failed to mention and forgot to mention, yeah they, yeah, they just got rid of Nelson Aguilar, but they also brought in John Brown. So are they, you know, is that a you know, rinse and repeat? You know, are they expecting John Brown to take, step into that Nelson Aguilar war, uh, role or is Henry Ruggs truly going to take the next step? So the reason why I like Brian Edwards, you know, again, big body, prototypical size. We already know that Vegas Raiders offense with the passing game runs through Waller. So he's the number one pass catcher in that offense. But Edwards has an opportunity to establish himself as a starter, to be a big body opposite of Ruggs or John Brown. So, you know, for me, this is definitely a deeper sleeper. Um, you know, I, 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 I just like the opportunity here. So, and I think, you know, you can go get them at a discount at this point, just given no one's really talking about them. I just like the upside, man. Why not take a shot on a 22-year-old wide, wide receiver, you know, with an early breakout age? You let that picture on Twitter win you over, didn't you? Oh, yeah, with the flexing. Yeah, man. He looks big in a bitch, bro. He's been like that, though. I know, yes. I look. John Brown doesn't sway me any. So basically, in my eyes, they didn't do anything but get rid of the guy that was there. Like you said, Darren Waller's their main target, but they got rid of the main receiver, wide receiver option, which is Nelson Aguilar. So that means upside for Henry Ruggs and upside for Brian Edwards. And I think going into year two, they're going to use these guys correct. I'm lying, bro, to be honest. I don't trust the Vegas Raiders to do anything. I like these guys, but they got to show me something different because they don't use Jacobs correct. They didn't use Ruggs correct. Brian Edwards a little bit banged up, so we couldn't really see how they were going to use him. The only guy they use properly is Darren Waller, and everything else is just a crapshoot when it comes to that team. So I just got to see what happens week one. I'm excited to see what they do because they have some pieces that I'm interested in. It's just what the coaching staff does with them. All right, in Dynasty right now, who'd you rather have, Brian Edwards or wide receiver Van Jefferson for the Rams? Uh, I'm definitely taking Brian Edwards, Van Jefferson. I know they got rid of Josh Reynolds, but what do they do? They bring in a guy like Deshaun Jackson. It's like, what is the point of bringing in a Deshaun Jackson? 
what's the point? Then they go draft Tutu Atwell, who can, you know, be all over the field, fast, small receiver. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think <laughs> Van had a couple of good plays, but you already know they already got two dominant receivers. I do think Higby's gonna be involved. So that automatically puts whoever the next option is at number four. And then Cam Cam Akers can catch and Daryl Henderson can catch. So the the guy after those receivers might be the fifth fucking option on the team. Don't give me that. Man, thanks for painting that picture, bro. I totally agree with you. I mean, they extended Cooper Cup. They extended Robert Wood. So that's the one and two option in the passing game. Cam Akers is going to get his passes, like you said. That's number three. Higby, he'll find the end zone. Stafford loves tight ends. Yeah. So I remember that. Yes. Who's the other tight end they brought in? I forgot. They brought someone else in. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know who they brought in, but I know they still have – what's the – Hunter, Hunter, uh, Hunter from last year that they drafted. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Bryant Hunter, Brian the guy Hunter. out of uh, Purdue. You know what I'm thinking about? They got rid of their other tight end. The guy Gerald Everett. Yeah, Gerald Everett. He's in Seattle now, I believe. Yep. All right. So just based on that, man, I mean, I'm just seeing Van Jefferson slide down a totem pole. Of course, he'll get on the field, but he's not really going to be the primary option. So I love the upside with Brian Edwards. He literally has a chance to be the number two option in the passing game for the Raiders. Easy. And, and even if he falls to number three, I still take that over, you know, being behind all these other options. So even if he falls behind Ruggs or John Brown to be determined, where I know Kenyon Drake and Josh Akers, they're just going to pound the ball. So yeah. they don't really get him too many pass catching opportunities. So uh, a lot of opportunity, man, for uh, Brian Edwards. And he's his own entity when you break down those guys like Waller's a tight end. And then if you think about those three receivers, Ruggs and John Brown do more similar things and have same similar build than what a Brian Edwards is. So I think he's his own entity when it comes to being a receiver in that offense. Yep. All right, bro. Uh, any other sleepers you want to throw out for the hell of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a couple that I could think of. I wanted to talk about Carson Wentz for a while um, just because I do think the Colts have the opportunity to turn it around. And he's just, I don't know. I feel like you don't have a MVP type season and it's fluky. I feel like it's somewhere still in them. And if, you know, reconnecting with Frank Reich and having a good offensive line and a trusted system, I do think we have a good system and good organization can bring that, that character back. That's good for him, especially in Superflex, man. I think he's pretty much discounted. This guy I want to talk about. Um, Mike Williams, man, I feel like everybody loves Justin Herbert, but we're only falling in love with Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. I feel like if we're that much in love with Justin Herbert, something else got to happen. They got rid of Hunter Henry. They brought in Jared Cook, but Jared Cook is, what, 35, 36 now? I'm not saying yeah. he's a bad tight end because he's always been a good receiving option, but Mike Williams, man, the big guy that we already seen can do double-digit touchdowns, uh, he just got to stay healthy. He got to quit being so violent when he's catching the ball and hurting his own damn self. But that's a guy that I feel like can be a sleeper because who says he can't be a top 15 receiver if he scores 10 touchdowns, 10, to, 10 touchdowns plus. So that's a guy to me that's a sleeper. Um, James Conner. I mean, I know I'm not excited about James Conner. You shouldn't be. But I really love Arizona's offense, bro. I can't act like I don't. And I know the Chase Edmonds hype was real going into the offseason. Uh, but now it's it's a point where who says it's Chase? Who says it's not James Conner? Who says James Conner doesn't have his first healthy season? He's not an old running back. And we've seen Kenyon Drake stumble him to a ton of touchdowns last year. So James Conner is a guy that's left off the name of the earth, basically. Nobody really wants him anymore. 
don't know. I, I, yeah. I could probably keep going, bro. I do want to hit on a Mike Williams. Uh, man, I can't even think of another re- receiver that sh- shows up more in the clutch than him. Yeah, bro. Like, he's, he's a good receiver. Whether it's we need a touchdown going to Mike Williams or we need to move the sticks because it's 30 to 19. But Herbert, when they need to like convert and it's crucial and you know we have to get this and stay on the field, he's looking for Mike Williams. So uh that's fire, bro. I like the call. Yeah, man. And, and like I said, I I could keep going, but I it, I don't think there's a point of keep on going. So I I'll I'll digress a little bit. Yeah, I got mine in, so I'm good with Marlon Mack and uh Brian Edwards. Um, so again, with the Marlon Mack, you know, he's gonna be involved and coach wanna run the ball and add in the extra game. Look, I have the coach marked in for you know having two thousand yard rushers this year. And with the Brian Edwards, that's more of a deep sleeper play. So of course, you know, gotta see it to believe it. We gotta see it play out. So that's more of an opportunity. Um, yeah, I, I just like the opportunity there. So hopefully it plays out. I'm trying to get better at fantasy in general. A lot of times it's easy to lean on. Here's what I would like for them to be doing. But at the end of the day, you got to go with the reality. So reality is coach run the ball. They can produce 2,000 yard rushes easily. What would I like to see with Brian Edwards? I would like to see him start. I like to see him be dominant. I like to see him be a big physical wide receiver like he is. Take on that crabtree role. But can he get on the field? So Byron, Byron Pringle. Sleeper. I feel like he can go out there and, and beat out McCole, bro. I think he's he's a more physical receiver. He's not just a fast guy. And I think that's was one of those things that kept Sammy Watkins on the field was being physical. Even though he was always hurt, I think it kept him in the, on on the field over McCole Hartman because they needed a physical style receiver. And McCole's kind of a speed finesse guy. So, you know, Byron Pringle is still on the roster. I feel like he's going to be a play. I don't know, man. These are just guys that are like – you don't have to pay anything for look at a waiver wire. You might be able to see him. Daryl, Daryl Henderson, man, for, for the hype that we all love Cam Akers, Daryl still is going to get some runs. Just them two. They got rid of Malcolm Brown. They didn't bring anybody else in relevance. So, you know, Cam going to his sophomore year, he got everything that he could at the back end of the season, but there's still going to be some guy there. And like I said, if anything happens, Daryl Henderson shoots right up. If, if Cam goes down for any amount of time, Daryl Henderson's left for dead too. I could just keep going, bro, but I'm going to stop. Yeah, I like the Mike Williams call. I could see the James Conner potentially turn into a David Johnson situation where he moves on and remains healthy. So I'm going to leave it at that. Those other guys, I'm not so sure. But, of course, you talk about Carson Wentz. There's upside there given he's back with his old coach. So they both, you know, are in improved situation, so they need each other. So. Yeah, All right, man. That was fire uh, with the sleepers, man. Uh, let's get into this closing DJ Avo, man, you want to lead off for the closing with us, man? Can I get like two seconds? That's cool. My bad. You working. Just two. Just two. I ain't going to need much. You know. I ain't going to need much. I just need two. Just two. You know what I mean? Beat All right. Oh, you mean like I got to lead it off? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got to yeah. lead this thing off? If you would like to, or right, I can pitch no, it to no, that, no, or I can cool. lead off. It don't matter. That's cool. I was, born, I was about to say, I could be talking right now while we need two minutes for Avo. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I didn't know. He literally needed two minutes. Two uh Bro, I'm born ready. Um, Shout out to the patient. Just want to tell everybody, man, just, just, I've been, had to, had to work a lot of therapy today. And it was, uh, it was not what I anticipated. So I just want to tell everybody, man, just, just do what you can. Make sure you take care of your mental health. One of the things I try to encourage everybody to do is make sure you take time for yourself. It's very important. And that is something that my uh, my therapist has been on me about, making sure I take time to myself. 
That's why y'all see me here every Tuesday. Because I got to get that in. I got to get my work in. It's what I want to do, so it's what I got to do. Um, but I just want to say that everybody just, just I just want to encourage everybody to keep moving forward towards your purpose and you will find it. And don't be worried about the work that you don't think you need to do. Trust me, it matters, even though if you don't know, it matters. Just trust me. Just trust me on that one. So that's my system. Good to the people. Trust yourself. Trust in your people. Fire. Go ahead, Dot or Vic, whoever feeling it. It don't matter, bro. My shit ready. I'll go. I'll go last. All right, man. Look, with the work week and just life in general, man, it's easy to, you know, weekend come and go and you dread Mondays. But, man, this Monday, I actually thought about rolling over and skipping my morning workouts. But luckily, I pushed myself to get up out of bed and go to the workout and ran my mile, lift my weights. And I say all that to say how you start your week is how you end it. So uh, make sure you start your week off by kicking the week's ass get your workout in or whatever you need to do meditate if you pray if you exercise whatever it is like make sure you do those things don't let a monday morning you know take you off your game so again you know you want to you know start start off the week on the right foot so you can do that just by maintaining taking your routine so i just want to say that man like always take advantage of your mondays because it set the tone for the rest of the week all right, I got two things, and one is quick. I'll get it out the way. Sleep. Please get your sleep. Get your rest. I, not sleeping has been kicking my ass. Start my work days off struggling, and, and then I find my, my kick of energy out of nowhere. So make sure you get sleep, man. Our body needs it. Our brain needs it. Get your sleep. That's the first thing. Two, hey, it's okay to sit back, have self-reflection, and pat yourself on the back, man, especially if you work your ass off. You've been a stand-up person. You put yourself in position to be successful and just be an all-out good person to not to just your family, your friends. Like you're always doing the right thing, man. It's okay to self-reflect, big yourself up, be proud of yourself. Hey, I was just, I didn't even have to have therapy to just sit back and think about all the shit that I got going on, whether it be the things I'm struggling with or the things that I'm happy about. And just be like, hey, I done came a fucking long way. And we got to remember that no matter what, throughout these journeys that we go through with ourselves, we got to make sure to remind ourselves that, hey, you did your thing. Just in case nobody else gets to tell you, or even when other people tell you, you need to tell yourself that, man, you got to big yourself up. So when I talk about this mental health, we got to keep on improving, keep on getting better, and keep on acknowledging that we're getting better, not just trying to. We need to recognize if we're doing it or not. And if you're not, you need to go back to the drawing board. When you go to the drawing board and you're improving on the shit that you're working towards, man, pick yourself up, pat yourself on the back, you know. And um, like I said, yeah, I, I needed that for myself the other day. Not on no arrogant, self-centered shit, just – Alec, I'm proud of the person you done became. So ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, hey, I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with who you becoming. And your future ain't going to do nothing but keep on getting better. So don't make sure we don't lose. Make sure we don't lose sight of that shit. So that's my say some good to the people. Hey, Alec. Yes, sir. I'm proud of you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Legit, man. You too, Avo. Um, I've been knowing you guys since middle school, man. So literally from boys to men and we just continue Legit. to mature. By the day, man, which is dope, man. So it's cool. Real shit. Proud of my proud of my brothers, man. All right, man. And with that, man, that's been another Dynasty Bros episode. I'm gonna ask DJ Abel to walk us out, man, to pick the energy back up or 
Walk us out on some mellow. How you want to do it? We're gonna be real smooth tonight. No, guys. no, no. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. We Everybody have, have a smooth trip home. Smooth landing. And I'm just with roll it. and bounce. Hey, Vo, play me some pimping, man. Hey, that gift Avo sent me funniest shit from last week. <laughs> Shout out to Jizzle. We need to get Jizzle on here soon. We do. All right, let's let this ride for a couple seconds first. Okay. Hey, if you have any suggestions for episode 100, make sure you let us know. Hey, Vic, where can they let us know that shit at? Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, DMs, messages, or you can email us at questions at nightsbrosff.com. Hell yeah. We can end on that note. Yeah, yeah. So catch me here next Tuesday, then the Tuesday after that, then the Tuesday after that. Doc gonna be here, Vic gonna be here. We're gonna get it in. We're gonna have some new topics, some new things to talk about. Maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers will be traded. We'll let you know next week. Let's